Welcome to the Geek Explore Not Off-Topic Debrief. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. And we're here to talk about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about coronavirus. <laughs> so um, if this is your first time to the Geek Explore Not Off-Topic Debrief, this is our uh, bi-weekly show on our off weeks where we uh, have a more casual chat about the goings-on in the world. Um whether it's the geekosphere or hopefully not too much serious stuff. Yeah. And I mean, generally it's all about like, you know, new news of things coming out and, and happening. Uh, there's not a fuck of a lot that go- going on right now. No, like there's nothing in the theaters. Uh, I mean, I guess video games are still coming out, but, uh, man, things have kind of died down a bit. It's a little, it's a, it's a weird world right now. Yeah, yeah. Not only have things shut down for us personally and on a community level, but the uh, the world itself is is kind of ground to a halt. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, they're not producing any new movies or TV, so like, there's no there's no like news from the set on whatever movie because there ain't shit happening. Yeah, you know, no uh, box office uh, scores over the last weekend. No, no. So uh, I kind of figured. You know, I don't know if you kind of what you came with, but uh, part of what we could do is kind of say, you know, what have we been playing or doing or watching in this time of uh, seclusion? Yeah. And I mean, I do have a couple little bits of news from over the last week, so I can I can pepper that in as well. Nice. Yeah, let's let's lead with that. OK, well, in the uh, in the ever changing world of Star Wars. We've got a uh, some breaking news. You ready for it? Beep 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 beep. I should put that sound effect into the new soundboard. Oh great! Here we go with sound effects. Oh, you know what? Breaking news. It is very unfortunate to be delivering some more bad news in this in this world we're living in right now, in the climate the way it is. But Solo, a Star Wars story, is not getting a sequel. Oh man, I, yeah. I, I I liked Solo more than most people did. Uh, I thought it, it it still wasn't good, but it wasn't like you know world ending garbage. I still haven't seen it in its entirety. Um, I'm sure it's on Disney Plus, so I'll I I have no reason not to go check it out because I I wasn't hating it. I just uh, you know like like most people, it was hard getting another actor as uh, as Han Solo there or getting used to that. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, you're going to have to do that unless they want to like de-age Harrison Ford in it, which would also look like shit. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be like some weird Irishman thing where he'd be he'd be moving like an 80-year-old man, but look like a 30-year-old man. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it wouldn't make sense. Or they could find some no. young Harrison Ford lookalike, but, you know, a guy probably can't act for shit. You know, I can't remember the name of this one guy, but he actually there is there is a younger actor who looks a hell of a lot like Harrison Ford, and he was in the running for it. And huh. uh, I don't remember. Oh well, that well, movie happened. But yeah, they caught up with John Kasdan, one of the writers, uh, the son of Larry Kasdan or Lawrence Kasdan, I guess. Uh, I'm not friends with him. I don't get to call him Larry. Uh, and he said nobody's looking for it, so it's probably not going to happen. Like, yeah. No, duh. That doesn't shock me at all because it didn't Solo's poor performance kind of put the kibosh on a lot of stuff that they were planning on doing. Yeah, totally. I think some people were were looking to uh, Disney Plus as a possible series um, mm. option for Solo. 
but yeah, it's it's box office was under 400 million worldwide. Like it was by far the the worst performing uh, Star Wars movie. Yeah, that's weird. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, and it wasn't great, but I don't know if that's why people didn't go see it. Usually with Star Wars, like people just go to see it, period. Whether yeah. or not it's going to be good or bad. But I guess yeah. uh, Disney's, you know, constantly going back to that well may have uh, tired people a bit. Well, and I think they also opened like a like two weeks after Infinity War, I think. Or it was either Infinity War or Endgame. And it was really silly of them. Well, they're both it's, they're both owned by the same company. Why are you trying to compete with yourself, Disney? Yeah. <laughs> like, relax. But uh, yeah, not shocked by that one, I got to say. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, all the fanfare was 100% sarcastic. Um, yeah. And then... In the uh, in the world of the uh, the the Star Wars, uh, there were reports that Obi Wan the Obi Wan Disney Plus series is back on track. Oh, nice! They've pulled in a dude named Joby Harold, who's a uh, producer predominantly. He's he's produced like John Wick three and Edge of Tomorrow and a bunch of stinkers. Uh, I was looking at his IMDb. Um, he's stepping in to replace <laughs> Hussein Amini. Well, I don't uh, know who was the, the previous writer. Nope. <laughs> so he is their new writer and they are back on track. And uh, Deborah Chow is apparently going to be directing the series. She directed a couple of episodes of Mandalorian, but I'm not sure which ones. Oh, well, I, I liked most of them, if not all of them. So, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, I'm reserving judgment on it. I'm not really sure where they're going with it or what they're going to do. And I don't know if anything's come out on that. I haven't heard anything as far as like the plot. Yeah, I no. guess if they just hired a new writer, they probably don't know that yet either. <laughs> but uh, I am uh, cautiously optimistic. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, he was as we talked about in our uh, in our prequels episode. Like he was the one great part about those prequel movies. So I'm really looking forward to seeing some more Obi Wan Kenobi and little baby Luke. I imagine. Uh, yeah, I would imagine he's there somewhere, right? That's about all I've got for news. I went I went scouring the internet for for a minute just looking at my normal haunts for a couple couple things to talk about but yeah you know it's it's really slim pickings. Yeah, I didn't do any scouring. I more perused, uh which is what I usually do and uh yeah, nothing really jumped out at me. It was mostly COVID-19 stuff, which makes sense. It's huge. There's a lot going on. People are dying. You know, comic book news can take a backseat for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, and there there isn't much of that either because holy shit, like distribution has dried up. Diamond Distributors, who's like they've got like a stranglehold on comic book distribution in the US, they pretty much just shuttered up because uh because the shops are closed too. In this dry time of uh media, at least we have streaming, so we can sit on our couch and watch all kinds of shit. That's an excellent segue. What have you been watching lately, Ben? So uh not not a huge amount because I'm actually still working. I guess I'm essential. So uh, <laughs> I've, I've been going to work every day. But uh, this weekend, we definitely sat down and watched uh, watched more TV this weekend than I have in a while. But I watched uh, two things of note that uh, one was good and the other one was uh, less good. Was um, on Netflix. There's a, a show called I Am Not Okay With This. And it's, it's a comic book adaptation, I guess. I never read oh, the Oh, no comic. kidding. But uh, I saw it and like read the description. I was like, I think my daughter would like this because it's hard to get her to watch stuff with me. Yeah. And so I called her out and I was like, Haley, come on. I think you might like this. 
And uh, she was like, okay, and like begrudgingly sat on the couch. And uh, then we proceeded to watch the entire series. Just binge watch. How many the whole episodes? Thing. I want to say 10, maybe, maybe 13, but they're, they're, they're only like 20 minute episodes. So okay. It goes, so it goes by quick. So give us the, uh, give us the elevator pitch for this. So essentially it's a, a 17 year old girl kind of, she's semi new in town. It looks like maybe she's been there for like a year, year and a half. So it's not like new in town girl, but she's not, you know, has no long term friendships. Yeah. She's no kinda, roots. Kinda, you know, the standard kind of, you know, a little weird, little awkward, you know, quirky kind of girl has a, a, an, her family life's a little rough. Her dad killed himself and she, uh, finds herself getting like superpowers essentially. Oh, that she doesn't know or understand that kind of, you know, come at the most inopportune times. And so it's got like a little bit of, you know, teenage family drama slash comedy coupled with a, a like a coming of superpower. I guess not coming of age, but, you know, <laughs> coming of abilities. Story. Yeah. And uh, it was really well done. Like, I, I enjoyed it. Haley loved it. She could I think she, she could kind of identify with uh, the protagonist, as it were. and. um it was done. It was well done, and it's uh, it's worth a watch. The ending was cool, and they set it up to go, who knows where from here. I'm I'm really curious if if and where they're going to take it. The way it ends. Yeah, I wonder so. if there's a if there's a comic book follow up, you know, in in book form that they can pull from, or if they're just going to go off on their own. Yeah, and I don't know if like they definitely set it up like it could go further, or could just be this story. I don't. I like. I don't. I haven't read the book, so I don't know if it is a long series or if it was like this little story and then it ends or what but yeah uh, i would recommend it it was good i liked it you <laughs> there it is <laughs> um well did you uh did you get around to watching superman red sun i know we've talked about it ah, a bunch i have not i totally forgot oh i went ahead and watched that finally nice how was it yeah it was uh it was really good um the animation was uh, i mean so over the years, DC's sort of been slipping just with the uh, with the quality of the animation. You know, there's a lot more like moving stills over over the last several years. But this one was not uh, it wasn't as bad as some of the some of the ones in the recent past. So and I like the uh, the art style. The story did it changed quite a bit from. Oh, really? uh, yeah, from the comic book weird like like uh, most of the elements were there but the narrative was restructured um so you yeah you still had the basic premise you still had stalin um you still had russian batman and wonder woman and green lanterns and the the bizarro american superman and lex Luthor. but some of the elements were were missing um but i still really enjoyed it it was well written you know there was a lot of comparison of like uh you know american ideology in the in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s because it goes throughout time versus the russian ideology and it was really cool seeing that side of it and and how they portrayed superman as a man fighting to make the world a better place having been raised with communist russia or soviet russia ideals and you you still do sympathize for him and like you understand why the russians saw america as the enemy it's it's interesting huh good i'm gonna have to check it out i liked that book yeah. so I'm, I'm curious to see what they did differently with it part of me is glad they did something different with it because uh, uh you know i i've said it before and i'll probably say it again like comic book what do you what are you adding to it by just animating it word for word yeah. it's not any 
better or different, just read the book. So if they were able yeah. to kind of take a slightly different take on it, on it, that's maybe more appropriate to that medium. Uh, that's probably a good thing. Would you, would you yeah. generally recommend it for folks to go check it out? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I totally think it's worth it. Um, especially like, you know, I, I didn't go get it at a red box box cause I'm just avoiding the, uh, the contamination, yeah, but the physical contact. Yeah. Like most, most outlets, uh, most digital outlets for movies right now only have it to buy. But if you go to redbox.com, you can, uh, you can stream it from there for like six bucks. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I also watched, uh, a, a much less well-made bit of, uh, I don't know. Cinema's probably over overstating what this is, <laughs> but on, we were flipping through Amazon prime and, uh, there was a movie called spaghetti man. <laughs> and it has like a picture of a guy like in a red hoodie with like a bag over his head. And I was like, okay, what is this? And so basically the plot is there's a dude who like loses his job and uh, he's kind of an asshole, uh, which is kind of funny. And, uh, he ends up eating a bowl of radioactive pasta and, uh, can shoot. as you do. Yeah. And, and can then, uh, shoot spaghetti out of his hands. It's <laughs> <laughs> like is is like essentially made of spaghetti. It's like when like when people shoot him, like you know, spaghetti falls out of his shirt and he's fine. Does he use it like <laughs> Spider Man uses webs, like swinging from place to place? <laughs> no, he just kind of, it's just kind of a guy throwing handfuls handfuls of wet spaghetti in people's faces, which happens to <laughs> knock them out most of the time. <laughs> yeah, it, but it it's is, radioactive spaghetti. Yeah, it is. It is stupid and meant to be stupid, and uh, it definitely had some funny parts. It is pretty. Uh, it's it's super low budget. It knows it knows what it is. It's not trying to be something. It's not. It is dumb, and it knows it's dumb. But it was it was an it was an entertaining ish watch. Like I, I'd give it like a you know two out of five. Oh, be okay. Because it knew what it was, it gets two out of five. If it if if it was taking itself seriously, it would have been way worse. But it had some funny moments, and uh, you know, so if you if you got an hour and a half with, and you just want to watch something stupid, it would qualify. It would it would make the cut. Is it appropriate for children? Uh, I mean, I watched it with my kids. Um, it's not. Yeah. It's not inappropriate for children. It's not like way out of line. But like how he realizes that he has spaghetti powers is that he gets up the next morning and he goes to take a leak and he looks down and the toilet's full of spaghetti. Okay, so I probably shouldn't watch it with my six year old. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got a few things in it that are, you know, not, you know, it's not made for children. Oh, okay. But it's not, uh, it's, it's not, I mean, if, if, you know, spaghetti pee jokes are too much for your kid, probably not. <laughs> Man, speaking of too much for the kid, I, we, uh, we finally got her to agree to watch Beetlejuice today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, except we got like. 15 minutes in and turned it off because she was too freaked out. <laughs> Even the music was scaring her. It was, but I loved that she, that she got to try it because we've been trying for so long. Like it's become my, my torture joke for her. You know, whenever, when she wants to do something that I don't want to do, I'd be like, yeah, we can do that after we watch Beetlejuice. <laughs> ah, no, I'm serious. So, so 15 minutes in, where did she make it to like them going into the underworld? Maybe. That's probably no, not minutes. even that. Um, it was. Oh, it was uh, right when the when the family is coming in to uh, see the place for the first time. You know, the people who are moving in the uh, the Dietzes, the Dietzes. Yeah. And they, when they stretch their face out and stuff. No, they, they don't stretch their face out until later. But this has the like 
hanging in the closet face oh, rip yeah, and which yeah. which I closed I closed Ella's eyes for that but she could still hear it all and then I thought the part where like Gina Davis is holding Alec Baldwin's severed head was over and there was a quick little shot of him saying something real quick and she had just opened her eyes so she <laughs> caught that and then like I mean I think it's funny that the headless body like gets up to run upstairs but at that point she was she was done and that and that was all right. I was glad that she went for it at least. Yeah, she gave it a shot. Yeah, we'll give it a few years. Man, I showed my kids Alien when they were that old. They were also yeah. terrified, but they watched it. And that's exactly why I had to dig a little deeper on the whole Spaghetti Man thing. Because I was like, okay, I know what you would show your kids. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I went ahead and watched that uh, that new Disney Pixar flick. They they went ahead and put Onward on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, how was gonna... it? It was okay. It was good. Okay. I <laughs> I wasn't sure I if you were saying it was okay or if it was good. No, it was good. <laughs> I, I I did enjoy it, but it is. I mean, these movies aren't the most shocking things in the world. But Angelina and Ella, having seen it before, I was able to sort of like call out what's coming you know like it, this was the most predictable movie i've probably ever seen pixar movies have a formula and and you know what they're kids movies kids love fucking formulas they yeah. it, it, that's yeah. the, the shit they want to see and the shit they enjoy and they glom onto is very formulaic they don't like twist endings you don't see very many kids movies with twist endings <laughs> Well, I mean, to be honest, this this one did have a little twist to the formula. Like the one time that I was wrong in my prediction actually got me really hard. And I the way I described it on a, on a Facebook post is I definitely got something in my eye in the end. Oh, there. really? Like it it I just couldn't help it. It just it brought tears to my face. And I, I was just like, what? What the fuck is going on? Like, no, that I've I've been. Even though I'd I'd been enjoying the movie, like I'd been making fun of the fact that every single line of dialogue was set up to be paid off later. Like it it was so, so obvious everywhere this movie was going again, still fun, but clearly like, I, I mean, like I said, the most predictable movie I've ever seen in my entire life, but then they, they throw you one little curveball in the end and it just it just hit me. And then I, I was even talking to Angelina after it or after the movie ended and the tears just started coming again. Like it was such a good little moment. Interesting. It fucking got me Pixar. Well, I mean, with, with Toy Story, I think they kind of perfected being able to tug at the heartstrings they need to tug at. Like they, they know what they're doing. They've done this before. Yeah. This is yeah, not, the beginning of up. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is not new territory. They know how to fucking work you like a puppet. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they got me. I I didn't think they would. They definitely know how to work your kids like a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um Angelina was bummed that we couldn't uh invite you over because it does have elements that you would like. You know, like one one of the characters is really into a sort of D&D type game and they're going on a quest. So, we I saw someone that wrote that like this is probably the closest thing to a good D&D movie we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so uh no I, I i generally like pixar movies so i i will watch it eventually yeah probably when it comes to netflix or some streaming service i already pay for <laughs> if it i mean if it does i don't i don't know if there's going to be much cross-pollination yeah there may not be the, uh, now yeah with well, disney exclusive 
Or I'll probably watch it when the next season of The Mandalorian comes out. <laughs> I re-up my Disney yeah, sign Plus up for, for a month. <laughs> sign up for a free trial under your wife's name. Yeah. Um, so have you have you been playing any uh, video games in your uh, off time? Fuck, not really. No, Angelina and I have been playing Seen It for Wii because she loves Seen It and the Wii version's uh, different than the actual like board game, DVD game. And it's oh, yeah? it's fun, but... No, not, not really. So you've been playing of, seen it for the Wii. That's a video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and Wii Sports here. Yeah, I guess just nothing, nothing new and cutting edge. We tried playing Bioshock a little bit, and Angelina was not into it. it was just she didn't like the vibe of it. Yep, too creepy. Uh, yeah, well, my wife doesn't watch me play any video games. She, you know, she she can't stand it, so she just leaves the room. Yeah, she does the same thing with our podcast. Yeah, so then no, no one's bugging me while I'm playing video games, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, I played a couple of them uh, and had a really disappointing experience with one. Um, What's that? Subnautica. So it is out on... Uh, actually, both of these are Game Pass games because my son had like a 30-day Game Pass card that he got for Christmas, I think. Uh-huh. He was waiting to use it for spring break or he's had a week off school, but, you know, he's off school. He sure is. So, uh, so he, he, so he activated that and it's, it's on there. It's, and it was awesome. I fucking got into it. Like he played it for about an hour and then he fell asleep and I took over and I proceeded to play it for eight hours to like five in the morning. Wait, this is the one that was good or the one that wasn't good. I'll get to that. It was great. It was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> okay. It was so cool. So basically you're like a dude whose ship crashes on a, like a, like a water world planet. Like at least everything you can see is water. Yeah. And so, uh, and then you've, you've got, you got your little life pod that you got to collect some material. It's kind of like a survival type game. You know, you got to go out, collect stuff, craft things, build a base, that kind of thing. Is it third person, first person? It's first person. But basically, so you're, you're going down and you're scuba diving and you're exploring and it's just, it's got such a great feeling of exploration because you're going through and, you know, you dive down deep and, you know, you've got, you know, only a certain amount of oxygen and you can only go so deep for a while and you can build ships and they, they all have limitations and there's all this new alien life, some of which is giant and wants to kill you. So it's got some good, like menacing feels and stuff. And it was just fun. And like, I got a nice base built up, spent like eight hours playing, got kind of everything ready. It was like, all right, sweet. Then I heard the chickens start to crow, uh, because the sun was about to come up and I was like, oh, fuck, I need to go to bed. Oh, jeez. And I hadn't done that in a very long time. And Was uh, that last night? No, this was uh, last weekend. Oh, okay. And uh, went and saved my game. I was like, all right, cool. And then, I, and then like, I woke up and I was like, I was excited to play it again. And uh, oh, later shit. that afternoon. This is all going to go downhill. Oh, yeah. Went, sat down, went to load my game. No save game. And I was like, wait, what? What the fuck is going on? Where did my game go? So I went, uh, went, Googled it. And apparently it's an issue that the developers had, at least on the Xbox, for the last like three years. Where sometimes it says it saved and it just didn't. <laughs> and they haven't fucking fixed it. And so I was just like, nope, done. Fucking deleted it. I was like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not doing all that again. And so uh, it's a great game, but I can't recommend it because... Uh, you know, or if you do go enjoy it and then be prepared to lose whatever progress you've made. Yeah, it's it's a good game to go enjoy once. Yeah. And it was just it was it was really upsetting because I really had a lot of fun with it and I really wanted to play it more. And I was fully planning on after that first night, I was fully planning on, you know, if it when his Game Pass thing ran out, I would just buy it. And uh, nope, 
and it's fucking gone. So and three years, and they they haven't gotten around to yeah. fixing that. Yeah, they had, they had complaints from like 2017 about it, and I'm like, you guys are fucking kidding me? That is, you know, don't fuck with people's save games. That's something that needs to work every time. Yeah, especially on a game like this, where the where you're you know you can spend eight hours doing shit. So there's that. Damn. Now you said there were two games, right? Yeah. So today I started playing Outer Wilds, which is like a it's an it's it's another kind of exploration game. You don't like build or craft anything, but like you're it's it's almost like a mystery solving game where you you start on this little planet and you got a ship and you blast off and you're like in a solar system and you have to go around to all these different planets and spots and you've got this like translator gun. So you're, you're there's all these ancient ruins from this uh, long dead civilization. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of piecing together what happened, except like the catch is after I think it's 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, the uh, the sun you know, the, the star in the solar system goes supernova and everything gets destroyed. Oh shit. And, uh, but you like linked minds with this statue at the very beginning. And so you kind of, you come back with all your memories and all your information, but you like, so you it's like a groundhog's day type loop. So you only have that much time to like go in somewhere, kind of get down into like whatever, you know, ruins or whatever, and discover as much as you can before the sun explodes. And you got to kind of go back and do it again and kind of piece everything together. Oh, interesting. And I and I imagine later on things start changing and uh, maybe eventually you can prevent the sun from exploding or something. I don't know. I'm not sure where it goes. I played it for, you know, five hours today, maybe. And it was fun. And uh, if I go tomorrow and my save game's gone, I'm going to fucking throw my controller at my TV. Now I'm looking at some screenshots of this. Um, is this, would you say that it's kind of like, kind of like a uh, spiritual successor to like the, the old like mist type games? Um, it's not as puzzly. Okay. Like it's got some stuff. It does have a couple little puzzles in it, but like mist was like a, a, a vehicle for puzzle solving. It was like, solve this puzzle, go to this next thing, solve this puzzle, go to the next. It was like, you know, the seventh guest type games Yeah, where it was a puzzle game with a mystery in it. This is a mystery game with occasional puzzles and some platforming. Um, and you get to fly around in a spaceship, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I, b- I bet Angelina would like this game. Just from what I'm looking at. The, the art style is pretty cool, too. It's kind of um, cartoony. Yeah. but um, Yeah, I could, I could dig that. Uh, so would you recommend this to people? Thus far, yeah. Thus far, oh. I am enjoying it. All right. Good. I will take that recommendation because we've been, we've been looking for new things, you know, like either things to watch or things to, to play. So we've got Outer Wilds and Spaghetti Man now. Yeah, <laughs> definitely don't watch. I'm not okay with this with, with your daughter. <laughs> like when we started, I was like, Haley, I like this. And then like, this is clearly made for adults. Oh, I didn't even think to ask that. Okay. I appreciate that. It is about teenage, you know, teenagers, like seniors in high school kind of teenagers. So like those people would like it, but it, it's got sex and drugs and rock and roll, like no graphic sex, but people have sex. People smoke weed. There people, there's lots of fucks. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Not, not necessary for a six-year-old. No, no. Well, um, if, uh, if we've covered, uh, TV and video games, I've got some comic book recommendations. Yeah, let's do it. Um, well, I was looking through my recent books here because comics didn't come out this last week or the week before in, uh, in Sacramento, at least not the shop I went to, um, or the shop that I have my saver at. I know two weeks ago was supposed to be the last week, but there was a there was a mishap with uh, with my with my home store. So 
I didn't get my books then, but I think I did mention in a previous episode, uh, alternate comics. Oh yeah. I saw, I saw on Instagram, you posted like a fat stack of comics. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was off in the numbers that I gave. I think I, I said I got like 18 books for 32 bucks. No, it was 31 books for 32 so, bucks. Yeah. Shipped. Fuck yeah. They, they had some like promo going on where it was like 30% off and it looks like they've always got some sort of promo going, but those books are super cheap anyway, like comparatively. So I got a huge stack of books and I've been working my way through those. Any gems in there? Um, yeah. Uh, this, uh, this book called, uh, Feast or Famine. It's a book about a, uh, a slightly alternate universe, um, Nikola Tesla and Albert Einstein receiving a, uh, a radio signal from space and creating a, uh, interdimensional teleporter and adventure ensues. I don't want to give any way, any more, uh, than that away. Wait, so it's like Einstein and Tesla space adventure or time travel adventure. Yeah. Interdimensional travel. Yeah. To like a parallel universe. That's, or, that's a solid premise. <laughs> or I guess, I guess it is more like a, like a space teleportation travel thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it was pretty cool. And what really caught my eye was the artwork in that. This guy, uh, Joseph Cooper, I'd never heard of him before and his art is amazing. And it's, it's got a lot of, uh, a lot of elements that I've seen in working on our comic book, you know, like, like seeing how he does like a uh, different planets, like cityscape. And it was, it was really cool to see some, some similarities, but then also to get inspired by it. And like his style, if I didn't want to draw space oddities and I had money to pay an artist to do it, mm-hmm. I would totally get this guy to draw our book. Oh, neat. I'll check these yeah. things out. Yeah. I like his style. I'll, I'll throw them at you. It's, it's just a three issue mini series. Um, I did run into my first stinker in there. I won't say what, what the title is because I don't want to just talk shit about this, uh, this company that, that I think is doing good work at a good price. Um, but for the, mo- for the most part, it's, it's been gold so far. Great price. Good content. One or two not stellar comics in a stack of 31 for $32 is, uh, I, that does not surprise me. That's, that's yeah. just fine. That is, those are acceptable losses there. What they have uh, in the back of their books, they've got a whole list of the shops that carry their books. So I'm sure they've got it online too. So if you're interested in these comic books, go check that list. Find out if one of your local stores carries those books and purchase through them. Like that's a big thing that's weighing on my mind and my heart right now is just how these brick and mortar comic shops are depending on on how things go with this whole situation and and how fast we can get back to regular commerce like they are dying it's not like they were you know on the rise before yeah you know brick and mortar yeah. comic shops have not been uh have, have been a threatened species for a while yeah and uh so we are going to lose a few yeah 100% so um i'm trying to figure out a way that i can like I was thinking about doing some like blank cover commissions, you know, the, those, uh, those blank comic book covers yeah. that I do at, uh, at conventions, like doing some of those and just saying like, Hey, you know, for such and such price, go buy, go, you know, go buy a $50 gift card at a local comic shop and, and you can have this for free, you know, like rather than paying me for, 
for a comic book cover, I'll donate my time and the comic book, you know, or whatever, my time and my art to getting some business to these shops because buying gift cards is a great way. Oh yeah. I said that in the last episode. Um, you know, it, it really helps them out. It's basically like a loan. Yeah. The, the problem is with a lot of small shops is, uh, you probably can't do that without going in and, you know, you know, a lot of small shops don't even have a website. Yeah. Most, uh, most shops around Sacramento, at least the ones I go to, uh, like a one big brother and empire's comics vault, they all have like a, uh, a Facebook presence or Instagram, you know, social media presence, and they're, they're still shipping books out. So you can get in touch with them and they can send you stuff. So same thing with those alternate books. Like if your local shop carries those and they're shipping stuff, just, you know, it'll tack on a couple extra bucks for shipping, but you can get your books and you can help support them. Shit. Yeah. Um, but sorry that that went on longer than I thought. Uh, a couple other books that I picked up, uh, in the last couple weeks, there was a, uh, there's a book called strange adventures by writer Tom King and then artists, uh, Mitch Jareds and, uh, Evan Shaner. It's a new book, uh, about Adam strange. Who's like DC's premier, like space adventure hero. Mm-hmm. And it's got two different artists on it that, that have two different, two very different styles. And one of them like illustrates the stuff where it's like on the planet ran where he's, you know, the big jetpack laser gun hero. And then the other one is on earth where he's sort of like, I think he's got like a biography about his space adventures and stuff called uh, strange adventures. And, and, but it, it looks like they're setting up some big mystery over him, like whether or not he's a war criminal and, and, you know, it, just some some shady shit going on in the background. But I really enjoyed the first issue. And uh, yeah, this one's shaping up to be really good. Sweet. And then one more book real quick. Uh, if if you like the uh, the comic stylings of Michael Allred of Madman fame and countless other Marvel and DC books. I was going to say, I love me some Madman. Um, he just dropped a new book a couple weeks ago called X-Ray Robot which has a uh, scientist and teleportation weird, uh, but it's much different than that feast or famine book. <laughs> well, it's got an x-ray robot. Yeah. And it, uh, it's, it sets up a, what I, what I think sounds like a really cool story. Um, I won't give away any details because it's only one issue. So um, I don't want to ruin anything. Well, so it's just like a one shot. No, there, there's more coming out, but it oh, was just okay. the first issue. So I don't, I don't want to give away the only thing there is to consume. Yeah. Yeah. So call your local comic shops and get those books too. And any graphic novel you want. That reminds me, I actually just finished a, uh, a, like an, a, like a book book, like a word book. Yeah. Like, yeah, a word book. It didn't have any pictures in it at all, uh, but it was good. It is uh shoot the dead by Steve Weatherall. I got it from, uh, when I was at A and D Con, when I went to you know to hang out with the authors and dragons guys, it's one of them. I bought yeah. it off, bought it off them there, and uh, it was good. It's like a, it's kind of like an urban fantasy British crime novel, kind of like a, like a snatch or lockstock kind of caper thing going on. Except yeah, it's yeah. got uh, you know vampires and zombies and shit in it yeah fuck yeah and uh it was uh had had a lot of hilarious parts in it. it was a pretty funny book and uh it was it was really good i would recommend it and how how many pages is it uh, like is maybe, it a super long book no maybe somewhere but be- i didn't count them but somewhere between two and three hundred around that okay 
I don't know why that's always a concern of mine when I'm going into a book. I always like have to check that for some reason. It's not like I won't read a book that's over 400 pages or, you know, it's because most of the books you read only have 30 pages in them (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of pictures, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it was not a long book. It's, it's slightly larger format than, um, like your standard paperback. So I don't know if what that would equate to in like your, you know, pulp sized novel, but, uh, it you know it was it seemed like the appropriate size. Well, yeah, something that I've been reading uh, in the past, and here's a little setup for what's coming. I uh, I started reading Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy again. Yeah, I'd stopped a little while back because I had a really hard time separating my imagination from the movie itself. So I I took a step away like halfway through. I decided to come back to it. Luckily, it was right at a part that wasn't in the movie. So I was able to jump back oh, into yeah, it yeah. and um, I've really been enjoying it. And then you hit me up like two days later and said, oh, hey, it's our 42nd episode coming up. So are we doing Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I'm paraphrasing, of course. Yeah. Seems like an opportunity we would be fools to miss. Yeah. And I, I 100% would have missed it. If it wasn't obvious there, our next episode is going to be on Hitchhiker's Guide. So if you guys have any uh, thoughts or things you want to yell at us, um, we're not recording that until next weekend, so hit us up on the social medias. Yeah, you can get us on Facebook at uh, the Geeksploration the Podcast Facebook page, Instagram at Geeksploration Podcast, and Twitter at Geeksplore Pod. Yeah, and speaking of fan interaction, John, we got a new review. Oh shit! No kidding. Coming yeah. from Podchaser? No, it's from Apple from uh, Apple Podcasts. I iTunes, oh shit! How did I what? miss that? Whatever the fuck they call it these days. Yeah. Yeah, it came in uh, on a couple days ago. Um, yeah, new five-star review. Thank you very much from uh, Carapace C. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Carapace says, uh, they're great. Fantastic podcast. Like hanging out with my buddies, talking about cool, fun, geeky stuff. I look forward to it every week. That's amazing. Thank you very much, sir. And I mean, I love hearing that because that's exactly what we set out to do. You know, yeah. we, we're just, we're just a couple of geeky buddies that want to have a casual conversation. And if people feel like we're doing that with them, then we are doing our jobs right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I look forward to you listening to it every week as well. Yeah. I look forward to doing it. Yeah. This is fun. Um, well, I, unless you've got some other stuff to, to chat about, I think we, we've just about covered it for this, uh, this off topic debrief. No, I think that's about it. That's, that's. All the things I had on my list. Yeah, same here. Well, um, just in addition to the uh, social medias that we called out, you can also interact with us by emailing us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Yep, and we do still have some merch available at uh, shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. Um, and if you want to be like our good buddy Carapace C, you can go review us and leave us a uh, review on either Apple Podcasts uh, or Podchaser, and we will read it aloud on this very show our theme song is celebration yeah uh, kevin mcleod of incompetech.com thanks for joining us folks <laughs>